This is NRL Boom Rookies. Welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies presented by ESPN. I am Matt Bungard and with me today, another podcast debut, Jack Brady. Hello. Glory, glory, Matthew. Hello, mate. And uh, if people aren't aware of who Jack is, used to work for NRL.com, was then the media manager at the St. George Laura Dragons and is now an oil man, I believe. Yeah, and Paul uh, bringing the cash home for, for Bubba Brady and co. Yes, fresh off the birth of young Gussie, your first... Child, how is how is? But I know of. Sorry, but I know of. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So, how old is he now? How many months? Four months old, man. Four months old. He is flying, which is a month of life for every try Mike Acevo scored tonight. Yeah, and and what an impressive showing from the Parramatta Eels. Uh, came out of nowhere, really, considering well, their performances for the last two weeks. Yeah, obviously we recorded the rest of the show in advance, but we were kind of like, oh, if Penrith get on top, we can probably start recording with you know twenty to go or something if they're cruising. Instead, but, uh, instead, instead we did it with Parramatta. Yeah, instead, <laughs> five, instead, when Steve went over for number four, we chucked the TV on mute. Liam Martin's just gone over to score with four minutes to go. We'll look very silly if they score another 18 points in four minutes, but I uh, don't think that's going to happen. But we'll yeah, just, I mean, we'll just live commentate the game if yeah. that happens. What Parramatta, like, I mean, you'd just go mad supporting them, wouldn't you? Oh, mate, uh, considering. Considering the showings, like I just mentioned before, for the last two weeks, season on the line against Brisbane and Roosters, and they've and they've put together absolute trash to go ahead in their last game of the season and do this. It's 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 unbelievable. It's uh, good on them, I suppose. They can go off with, to Bali tomorrow and 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 carry on with their year. Um, I think but, you'll find that if the Roosters lose tomorrow, the Cowboys lose a game or both games, and then the Roosters beat Souths by sixty. Parramatta make the final. Jeez, they're going to be doughy. Come you, for week, I, obviously, week I, there's no world in which I ever want to see us to lose a game by 60, but it would be extremely funny if Parramatta won on their mad Monday and then went, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Brad Arthur's doing the ring around trying to get the boys at Denver Airport back back, back onto home soil. We've got a game to play. Yeah. Incredible but, stuff. You know, South's are not going to lose by 50, 54 points or whatever they need to lose by next week. So, they might. I, mate, stop it. Um, <laughs> so, yes, this is Parramatta's season done and dusted. And... Yeah, mate, I, I can't really fathom it. Obviously, no Mitch Moses. Gutherson playing on one leg, as the commentators did not shut up about <laughs> throughout this snatch. Um, and a fantastic start. And then one of the all-time great mocks by you, when Ryan Madison bombs that try, you said, you watch, they won't score another point now. They scored all the points. Yep. They scored uh, all the points, and they've looked impressive. And Penrith, uh, in saying all of this, we've buried the lead, Matthew. Yes, the main story of the game. I think really the only gigantic talking point, and that is the shoulder injury to Jerome Lewis. I dislocated shoulder, our good friend NRL physio, uh, tweeting that it could be between three to six weeks, depending on the severity. Um, let's always yeah, that's That's the best case. Yeah, well, so, you know, there's been a lot of arguments about which players are most important to Penrith. But I think regardless of whether you think it's Cleary, whether you think it's Edwards, whether you think it's Lua, whether you think it's Yo, whether you think it's Fisher-Harris, it doesn't matter. You don't want to be missing one of them for the finals. And it looks like now they will be going into uh, their three-peat bid in September without uh, one of their stars. And yeah, it's obviously extremely terrible timing, but it's interesting, right? Because you think about Penrith and like as consistent and as, as brilliant as they've been over those three years, they've never really had to deal with this stuff. Like they've missed guys for a game here, a game there. But you think back to their, their grand final successes in the last couple of years and they've not had to be without a major guy for any real big game that I can think of. I know they didn't have Edwards for the week one finals game in 2021 against South, but he came back and was great 
later on in that final series, but they've never really had to go into battle in in September without one of their big boys. And it's looking, unless the diagnosis is extremely wrong, it's looking like that's going to be the case here. Penrith have just scored again. Uh, hopefully, two tries in two minutes does not happen. Uh, but beyond that, uh, mate, yeah, I completely agree. It's a real big test for this Penrith uh, star-making machine, isn't it? Like, you see Cleary's missed a couple of weeks early in the year and they just got on with it. Bad uh, game from him tonight. Do they... Do they uh, Tend to, do they get you know back on the horse and, and Jack Cogger just fill in seamlessly? That's that's the big question mark from yeah. here on in, isn't it? Like um, they've they've done so well prior um, with injuries. Uh, I suppose that, that they're a great team. Uh, you know, you talk about individuals, but they're a superstar team, mate. And I, I think this is going to be the like you say the biggest litmus big. test of this dynasty. Yep, they are they are greater than the sum of their parts, but it's still a big part for them to be missing. You mentioned Cleary there. He's just thrown a sick pass with that Tom Jenkins try, but for the most part, they really struggled tonight in attack. They really looked one-dimensional and again, with Penrith, with so with how good they've been in these last three seasons, it's very rare that you've had to see them chase a game and they never really looked likely. They had plenty of ball. They yeah. had, Turns out they're not very good at it. Yeah, they had plenty of ball. They had plenty of opportunities inside the Parramatta 20, but... Their execution was lacking. I thought that the kick choices from Cleary kept trying little inside-out kicks. They weren't really working. Um, and they just looked a little bit flat. And obviously, that's going to happen when you lose a guy like Jerome Luai 20 minutes into the contest. But at the same time, I think that we all kind of agree that they are not as infallible this year as they were in 2021 and, and 22. But most of us still kind of penciled them in as premiership favorites, and rightfully so. But I guess tonight is a is a timely reminder that no matter who you are, just takes one bad game. They are human, after all, but I suppose you've got to consider they are missing Taruba. Mm. They are missing Dylan, Dylan Edwards as well, who I would argue is their most important player at this I stage. I agree. Um, so, you know, let's not write off Penrith yet. Oh, I don't think no. it's panic stations for, for Pampers fans. Huge loss, but... A lot of talent still to come back into this side. And, and, and Jack Cogger proved earlier in the year when Nathan Cleary was out that uh, he can do a job. And, and the Knights think so too because got, he got a pretty good deal out of it. So, yeah. um, you know, make of that what you will. But, you know, they've, they've got a handy replacement there. And, you know, if Cogger's not your man, then they've still got Jamin Salmon as well. So, um, you know, they've got options. And, and, mm. and they're still very much premiership favourites in my eyes regardless of, of, of Luai's availability from yeah. here on in. I Completely agree, mate. Clint Gutherson was outstanding tonight. I thought he was the best player in the park and did so clearly playing hurt. You know, and it, it's it's it, you know say whatever you will about about Clint Gutherson, but the dude is so tough, and you, it would be so easy to just take the night off here. No one would have begrudged him if he limped off the field after fifteen minutes or whenever he reaggravated that knee. Like, no one would have cared. The game doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. You're not making the finals. You've got a bye next week. This is it. This is season over. But he toughed it out. And I guess, I mean, it's a sign of how tough that he is that on that Cleary try off the short dropout that Brian Toto batted backwards, that you see uh, Gutherson limp into frame right on, like having absolutely no chance of catching Cleary on that play, but still trying his hardest. And yeah. It's a testament to his character, mate. Um, and as a skipper of the club as well. Um He's he's probably been their best player all year. Um, it's been you know a bit of a doom season from the start. You know, you talk about uh, the players they've lost and and some of the decisions were made, like Ryan Madison taking the. 
taking the three weeks over the fine, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was almost like a doom season. It was a season cursed season from that moment. Um, you know, you, you think about the the teams that had to play that are coming off buyers in the first month of the season, and 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 throughout that, Clint Gufferson's been a been a giant for that team. And um, you know, they're not going to make finals, but he certainly can hold his head up high. And and Parramatta fans are, you know, they've obviously. Got a very, very good leader uh, in their midst. And I think Parramatta, you know, you see performances like that and you, you can only wonder how well, they aren't in the finals. But, you know, uh, you know, if nothing else, it gives them hope for, for next year. It's truly remarkable that they can show their talent in game. Like they beat Penrith twice this year. They, they blew South off the park when South were on top of the ladder. They had some really, really, really good wins this year. But just had large chunks of the season where nothing was working, where they didn't have their right guys in the paddock, where... Their forwards were missing key guys, and but in saying all of that, you know, it was it was only in the last two or three weeks that it really fell apart, and it, it's it's very very unfortunate for their fans that they'll be missing the finals because you know this is a team that showed last year that they can on their day hang with pretty much any team, and they won't get that chance this year. It is intriguing that. Parramatta have gone from, you know, the longest season last year, obviously, with Penrith to, to the shortest now. I, I do wonder, having all those players in the World Cup and the, and the short in preparation, how that it would have impacted their prep because a lot of them have kind of, you know, crawled to the finish line. You, mm. you look at the state of their injuries and whatnot. Sean Lane, who was probably, you know, top three, top five, one of their best players last year, he's, he's, he's barely kind of raised an eyebrow this season as an example. So... You know, I feel a bit sorry for Parramatta fans because I feel like, yeah, just the, it's, it's just been a, a slog from since the start, I suppose, and it, it's just come off that shortened preparation and, um, you know, all the other kind of, you know, bad things that happen in rugby league but have but go along with it. Yeah. Do you reckon they go to training this week and next week? No, they're in Bali. As no, but like they're, they're not mathematical. This is I'm I'm being sincere. No, nah, they'll they'll be there tomorrow, mate. They'll they'll be at recovery. They'll they'll um. But no, but I mean like. Uh, do they have to just entertain the prospect of playing finals up until that up until that South Roosters game next week? I think they'll do everything right by their recovery tomorrow for sure. Um, but sad, sad day, six sad, days after that, sad day, sad day they will have off, and if the Roosters win, is that their fate sealed? Correct. Uh yes. So they'll they'll, they'll hold off to Mon uh, to uh, sad day. Sorry, uh, and I suppose once that game finishes. At around 7.30, they will be off and racing. Uh, and then, mate, they will, you know, they won't even bother training next week. They'll get the boys in for their reviews around Tuesday, Wednesday. Thanks for the season. This is your program. This is uh, what their expectations are over the off-season. And see you in November. Try! Try! This is a try! Brilliant! Brilliant play! I think it's a try! I don't know if this is going to be a try. Gee, what about this bloke? Okay, and it is once again time for What About This Bloke, where we take a trip down memory lane and talk about a player that you might have forgotten about, our sweet spots of the late 90s, early 2000s. Who we got this week, Jack? Sitting around and naming old footy players is the finest thing a person can do. It's literally my favourite thing to do in the entire world. And this week, Mr. Beefy, who was already picked once this year, has extradited his pick to a Knight-supporting friend who was nominated Ben Rogers. I have, I, have a, I have issue with the word extradited in the script you provided. Yep. What's your issue? 
the extradited? The, the extradition. Are knights <laughs> illegal immigrants or something? Not well, fans or? I, I think... I don't think you have to be an immigrant to be extradited, do you? I don't know. You're extradited for a variety criminal? of reasons. It know. does it does sound like it has a criminal context though, so or an implication I should say. So yeah, maybe maybe I should have said a different word, but I didn't. And we're here. In saying that Ben Rogers should be in jail. Well <laughs> that's a oh. good place to start. So what is your first memory of Ben Rogers? Because mine is of course when he beat the absolute shit out of Daniel Vito. Yeah. When he punched the piss out of Daniel Vito. And and Daniel Vito has resorted to fake fighting since. Yeah. Uh, that would be uh, a memory, certainly, probably one of my favourite footy fights, I reckon, of all time. But Ben Rogers, I think my first memory would probably be at South. He was yep. around the Joe Williams era. Yep. Uh, and kind of forced his way into that house for, for a period of time, I believe. Um, but as a Knights fan myself, mate, uh, I just remember Ben Rogers uh, being almost, uh, you know, probably not... <laughs> Just not deserving of, of, of his spot in the team and, and how he just kept getting picked, but it, he kept playing okay to justify it as well. And this is at an era where, you know, Knights had a, a carousel of halves, you know, the Scott Juros, the, mm. the Mullins and Kirk Lee would plug in there every month, you know. Um, so it, it was an interesting time as a Newcastle fan and, and Ben Rogers certainly uh, was a big part of that. Well, Ben Rogers was a classic one of those guys who, um, like... Was had all the talent in the world. People, if he'd played, if he played now, he'd have a sick highlight reel of his plays in like twenties or at high, in high school or whatever. And but it was again just one of those guys that for whatever reason couldn't sustain a successful period in the NRL like every week. Week but he had some amazing plays. There was one pass I'll, I'll never forget. He threw this one amazing pass up at Blue Tongue Stadium for for a South try against the Storm in 2007 and it's interesting because that year is basically the only time really that he had any sort of like continued presence in a team week in week out like he played 17 he played 17 games in 06 and 15 in 07 and then he really did struggle at any point after that to really have any consistency in, in terms of a first grade career to be fair but, he played 19 games but he was yeah apart from one season back in 09 with the knights and then sort of his career petered out in 2010-2011 but for a couple of years there rogers was the was the foil in the halves with alongside joey williams um at souths and was a part of the team that actually made the finals for the first time in uh, in in my lifetime as a Rabbitoh. so he he actually moved to lock so they could accommodate Jeremy Smith for that finals run, mm-hmm. and you know what it, it, it was it was it was a masterstroke by then coach Jason Taylor because he he was sort of a, a bit ahead of his time in the way that he was a ball player as well as a guy that uh, could hit hard was was very aggressive could could run well as well and it, it carried him well throughout that season but for whatever reason with Ben Rogers he just couldn't couldn't put it together. And saying that, I am surprised by the amount of games he played as well. Like the longevity of the man was was like incredible. he had a nine like se- nine seasons, yeah. like and, and and you know for for a guy to to rack up you know eighty plus games, uh, is is a testament to obviously he must have been a good bloke to have around. Um, to to be well, a Daniel Vito would disagree, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know like. Like you say, that's the house, mate. That, that's that's a part of history. That, that first kind of team there, like mm. that's 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 record breaking, and um, to be able to do what he did uh, beyond that, obviously injuries would have played their part, but he he made a good fist of it for for what he could uh for what he copped. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, the, like, honestly, one of the first things I ever wrote about rugby league in my life was when I was still t- like a school student in 07 I wrote, for, I wrote a thing on League, on League Unlimited shout out <laughs> about um, 
about the Souths game against Manly late in that regular, sorry, the, uh, again late in that regular season in August two thousand seven, um, which clinched which clinched their first finals appearance in in my lifetime. And in in that game, um, Ben Rogers put in a chip kick on the second tackle, basically twenty meters out, uh, caught Chris Hicks turning slowly, and who else but Fatuli Talanoa was there to to get in behind him and, and snaffle it and score. And Souths went on. I think they were 18-6 down at half-time against the Manly team, who, of course, went on to, to play in the grand final that year and then to win the comp the following year, um, to beat them in that game and to, and to clinch a final spot. And you're right, because he didn't have the longest career. But one thing I always say in here is that sport is about moments. It's not necessarily about winning and losing. And for whatever else Ben Rogers did in his career, he was part of a historical team in 2007. And I've already rattled off two different plays he had in that in that season, that the, this amazing pass against the Storm and then this chip kick in, against Manly late in the season, so he's a guy that I, who, who's a modern comp- comparison we could give. Is it is it a bit is it lazy to compare him to a guy like Josh Schuster? But I honestly think that's not a bad comp because they're both, as we've seen, just immensely talented guys. And I think for different reasons, Schuster's is more attitude related, and Rogers is sort of more. I think maybe sort of Rogers had an attitude, probably yeah, not exactly. probably in a but different in sense. In a different way. Like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't lethar- it wasn't lethargic, it was aggressive. If you that yeah. was his problem. They're both the chunky part. boys to, to, to boot, so you know, yeah. I think that's probably a fair comparison, mate. I think, you know, Ben was a uh, a pretty handy lock at his time as well. He was well capable and at at a club where, you know, John Sutton was a, a heavily featured kind of thing, that they were pretty interchangeable, I think you'll find. Uh, do you remember why he? Uh, do you remember what happened at South Stream to fall out and eventually leave the club and head back to Newcastle in '09? Uh, no, but he had six games at the Dragons between that. As Sorry, well, so yeah, yeah. Um, uh, of which I have no memory of him <laughs> no, being a Dragon. Honestly, until today, when I was reading about Ben Rose, I'd forgotten he played for the Dragons too. But I remember that he got he he was one of this group of guys at Souths who, in two thousand and eight, failed a breath test after a recovery session. Uh, like a, a classic. You don't hear stories like that anymore, do you? You really don't. But uh, I think I believe David Kidwell was uh, relieved of his duties as captain, and then Eddie Payer, Jamin Lowe, Fatuli Talano, and Ben Rogers were all st- uh, dropped after failing breath tests. A couple of immortals there, mate. Some fucking mur- well, Jamin Lowe's already been a guy on this segment earlier this year, <laughs> but yeah, some an absolute murderer's row of guys there. But yeah, Ben Rogers, a, a, an interesting career, and then of course had some off-field roles with the Knights afterwards, and, and got into some more. Problems. In you just regard. love punching on. You just love punching Who on. Who among us does doesn't? Well, me, you, <laughs> most of our friends, but not Ben Rogers. And well, I, he's I, I never to be seen since, really. Well, that's the thing. We tried to do the um, we tried to do the Facebook method. That's never never let me down much in the past. But there was just very little to find about Ben Rogers. Yeah, there can't be that many Ben Rogers in the world, surely. No, no, I guess not. But it, yeah, it was, it was hard to find. It, it, it's he's not the Ben Rogers head of recruitment at Parramatta Eels, is he? <laughs> no, but I I I look forward to uh, him reaching out to me on LinkedIn later today as I uh, visited his profile. Oh, today, good. Yeah, out, out of and curiosity, I was literally about to click on it. I'm glad I didn't because, yeah, there we go. Uh, ben Rogers, we salute you. And with that, let's move on and talk about the rest of the footy ahead. Uh, fair to say there are some bludgers this weekend, Braids, but we'll start with uh, a team close to your heart, the Dragons, heading across the ditch to Go Media Stadium to play the Warriors. Yeah, I think uh, I think this game will be a lot closer than what people were suggesting. The Dragons have got a fair... A fair uh, record over in New Zealand and they've not been playing too badly. Um, I think they're starting to see a bit of benefit out of the Couchmans and Dan Russell giving these, uh, well, 
not kids, or De- in Dan Russell's case anyway. Um, so I think they're just starting to kind of get the fruits of their loins there. And it's only going to set them up for, for bigger and better things uh, next year. Uh, and with the Warriors, I just can see see them just playing to the level of their opposition again. Um, I think they uh, probably could have done with a top eight game in the last I think little so. while I agree. Um, leading into the finals. Everyone was saying how easy their run was into the finals, but that ne- that's not necessarily a good thing, mm. um, particularly if they've got to play um, likely Brisbane in two weeks' time. So I'd be interested to see um, how the Warriors go in this one particularly because I think it's about time they put the uh, pedal to the metal, so to speak, and, and, and give give a bit of uh, oomph to someone. But I just I don't think this will be this week. I think it'll be a bit bit of a close affair. Well, it's interesting, right? Because as, as, as bad as the Dragons' position on the ladder is, you, you go back through their last few games and since that win over the Tigers in, in the Spoon Bowl, They've kept it close in every single match. They're, they're, they've not been blown out in any of their contests since then. They had a narrow loss to Manly, narrow loss to the Eels, narrow loss to Souths, and a narrow, relatively narrow loss to the Storm last week. Where they, I mean, if like the, if 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 Hunt doesn't get caught and get smashed with the ball in the hand, they they're driving down the field to try and to try and score a try to tie the game or maybe win the game. So they've been in these games the last few weeks, and I think that their form is better than four losses in a row indicates. And on the flip side, the Warriors have really made a fist of it. Like really, sort of really struggled a lot of the time to... I was going to say the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what I've done there. <laughs> Let's just move past it. They've really struggled to make a fist of things in the last few weeks. I know they've been winning, but it's been like a, 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 a close win over a 12... A Titans had a 12 men for most of the game, and then they easily could have lost that West Tigers game last week. And if not for that controversial Ruben Garrett call last week, they could have lost to Manly as well. So... They're not in. They're not in great form as as much as they've been winning, and the dragons, I don't think, are in terrible form as much as they've been losing. But um, despite all that, I do think the, dra- the the Warriors should have enough to beat them, and I think the, the 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 odds and all that stuff reflect that. But I agree with you, mate. I don't think this is going to be a blowout in any stretch. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be tipping the Warriors, uh, but the Dragons are lying on sports bet. Oh, can I say that? Sure. <laughs> On uh, on the, your choice of betting agency, uh, <laughs> definitely intrigues me. Yeah. All right. Uh, and the other game on uh, Friday night's doubleheader, the Dolphins. They're back at Suncorp Stadium hosting the Cowboys. Um, if the Cowboys lose, their season is over. Geez, we've had some uh, really good Friday nights in recent weeks, but this isn't one of them. No, no, not at all. Um, although I guess like it's the same as last week, right? Where actually the same last two weeks, really, we had the Eels. If they lose, their season's done. And then if the Roosters lose, their season's done. And now it's if the Cowboys lose, their season's done. So we have been been lucky that at least with these matchups, has been <laughs> seasons die on Friday night footy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, hey, the Roosters kept theirs alive, unfortunately. But the Cowboys, of course, the only way that the Roosters can still make the finals, even with a win over South in that final game, is if they win both their games and the Cowboys lose at least one. I know they've got um, the Penrith Panthers in the final round of the season, and. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, but I think that anyone of a red and green or a red, white and blue persuasion will be cheering on the Finns in this one. I think the Dolphins are looking okay in this one, personally. Mm. Uh, a lot of cattle back. Uh, uh, obviously, I think Jesse Bromwich got ruled out earlier today, but outside of that, uh, a fair few boys back after their narrow loss to the Tigers last week. Uh, I think uh, they're still trying. They've, yes. had a, they've had, you know... Uh, not the best run of late, but they're, they're not uh, embarrassed themselves, I suppose. Mm. Whereas the Cowboys have done exactly that, well, I think. I think the Cowboys are falling off a cliff ever since you said you, they were your third uh, okay. 
best team in the on. comp. They yeah, they, also, they read they read their own press. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, hang on. I also said your beloved Knights. We're going to make the finals when they were six one and nine. It's still not confirmed. Well, hey, come on. You're in. You're in. But yeah, mate, it's it's funny, right? Because. Souths have rightfully been getting a lot of negative press over the last few weeks for both their performances and the circus that's going on off the field. But the Cowboys haven't won a game in a month. And they were a team that, after some of those solid performances, like after that win over Parramatta and after that big win over over West, and I think was it the other Manly that they comfortably saw off in between, I think. So th- they were really putting together a late-season run and we thought, yeah, they're, they're probably going to be fine. They're probably going to make the eight. But instead... You thought they were going to finish top four from memory. I did, yeah. Well, mate, I mean, did, did you think on June tw- on July 22nd that we'd be sitting here a month later and they wouldn't have won a game since? No, but I uh, I, I was expecting more from them generally this year. I didn't expect them to be in this, in this dogfight. So at that point when they lost to the Tigers all, all that long ago, I thought that was uh, their season done. Mm. But um, they gave they gave something for, for a period, but they've lost it completely. Um, it's and, and, to put a finger on it, eh? And I don't know what's happened. They've... If nothing else, they've got players back from injury. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they've only gotten better as far as their their team list goes. So uh, I don't know what's going uh, wrong up there, but it seems to be at the core of the club where they've just dropped off a cliff completely. Mm. Um, they do they do start this game short price favourites, and uh, again, I have no idea how. Well, like the Dolphins lost to the Tigers. That's probably how. Yeah, but think of who they were missing. Yeah. No, I understand that. What, Bromwich, like, Kenny was out, Conny, Connolly, Lamelu. I can't say his last name, apologies to Connolly. Uh, and a few other things like you and Aiken back in the back row for the mm. first time this year. All these different factors. Like they've got, um, oh, I think the Hammer was out from memory. Uh, he's back, finally at fullback too. Like all these kind of uh, dominoes. It's not are a bad Dolphins team this week. No, it's not. You know, losing obviously Bromwich um, hurts, but I still think they they might have enough uh, to, to pip him. Um, and it's in Queensland, and we now have a Dolphins going in Queensland. Absolutely. that's. Um, but again, you look at the Cowboys in paper, and you think, how is this team going to miss the finals? And yet, here we are. They're going to. Um, you know what? You, you talked me into it. I'm going to take the Dolphins. What about that? And not because you need them to win? No, I'm, mate, I'm not concerned about that at all. If we lose the Roosters, we don't deserve to make the finals, whether or not I'm sitting there sweating and cheering on the Penrith Panthers <laughs> all night. Like, not, I'm not approaching this game in any sort of like... I know I just said that fans of those two clubs would, but like seriously, if we don't beat the Roosters, fucking pack it up. Don't deserve to make it anyway. But we'll talk about that next week. Um, Melbourne Storm hosting the Gold Coast Titans at Amy Park. Uh, I don't think this game will be particularly competitive. Although in saying that, I do feel like off the top of my head, the Titans have had weird games against Melbourne in the past. But they won. A, they won last start. I was going to say this could be, but this could be a classic example of me inventing that narrative. But I think it's not. Uh, they definitely won last start, yeah. uh, and and quite convincingly from memory um, when the Titans were in the hunt real early on this year. But I think the I think the uh, Storm are, are building nicely at the moment. I think they're starting to get rack the wins together and starting to get a few people back. And and you'll note that you know Tarek Sims is back this week, and and, and even Ryan Pappenhausen, which is obviously the headline of the game. Mm. Um, and I think they uh, I think they uh, give it to the Titans. To be honest, I think I think this might be a bit of a bloodbath. Um, and it, and a game like this, after a few kind of tightly contested matches, I think comes at a good time for Melbourne, particularly as they kind of uh, brace for Brisbane next week. Yeah, so I think since that night where you and I actually watched them beat the Storm at the General Gordon Hotel in 2017, since that night, the Titans had lost eight straight before that last previous win. So Recency bias always wins, mate. It always does, mate. But yeah, this I don't think is going to be... I don't think this is going to be a repeat of that. This is a Titans team with both eyes firmly on next year. It's, it's, it, it's still a team that's got holes all over the place and like 
as good as they they've been in attacking patches this year, I think that their defense has been horrendous, and I think that Melbourne of all teams will have probably have their way with them pretty comfortably. And and a Titans team without Jaden Campbell, without uh, Phil Sami, you know, two of their better players this year. I think uh, you know they're, they're right for the picking. I think the Titans. Yeah, it's um, uh, uh, yeah. What what else is there to say? Uh, another game where the home team is favoured massively is the second game on Saturday night with the Sydney Roosters hosting the West Tigers. This, of course, is a gigantic game for the Roosters. They need to win this one to keep their season alive. Now, I don't think this one is recency bias, mate. I'm pretty certain that the Roosters put a 1,000 points on the Tigers literally every single time they play them. I think it was... There was a 17 Yeah, it was the Tamo game last year. Yeah. Last year? Um, oh, the Tamo. Is that where he got Tim Bin? Yep, for, yep, yep. yep, yep. Fair enough. As if it was ref, he was ref folding a sixty plus uh, loss. How good? Sure was. Sounds like you with um, Grant Atkins last week. Anyway, um, (laughs) uh, yeah, Roosters. I think you know. I can't believe they're in the hunt still. To be honest, it makes me sick. Uh, They they have been uh, written off by all and sundry about eight hundred times already this season, but somehow they find themselves still in the hunt. Um, I think this would be a good game. I think this might have a bit of go about it. I think uh, the Tigers want to finish their season on a high. they got Brooksy's barbecue to look forward to in a couple of weeks. And uh, I'd, I think that they're going to give it their all in this kind of Benji Marshall kind of yeah. taster before next year. In saying that, the Roosters are also missing James Tedesco. Yeah, that's so, a big out. Um, um, they've played 18 times since 2012 and the Roosters have won 17 of them. I think I think I remember the time of the West Tigers one. It was the very early ten eight in round one. Yeah, yep, two thousand seven. Yep. So yeah, I mean Tedesco's a massive out, and again, I think that the Tigers have not been in recent weeks, especially as bad as their ladder position indicates. And of course, they did win last week. And I think that there's, you know, the the, the mood around the club is not as bad as I think it was a few weeks ago. I think that they did respond well to the to the sort of Benji appointment last week, and. Played all right. Like it wasn't the most high quality game, and they ended up being pretty lucky and needing that bit of brilliance from Appy Corusau to actually get back in front late in that game. But you know they still won it, and that that's more than they've done in a lot of games recently. And yeah, the, it's a Roosters team that is in is in great form down the stretch. Somehow, it's just awful in the last couple of games. But um, it's also a team that we've seen massive holes in all year. So it's 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 kind of strange to me that. They're coming into this game like so short in terms of favoritism, but again, it is the Tigers who they absolutely own. What's your thoughts on on Sam Walker getting the crack this week? It's an interesting one. Like well, two three weeks ago, you would have thought, "Don't play him again. It's not worth it's not worth risking him." Given the uh, well, if the they, if they've lost, if they've lost a game since then, I don't think they would be playing him. But you know, now that the season's back on the line and. It's funny though, because like I know a lot of Roosters fans don't like Drew Hutch, but I think he's actually played quite well. He's been quite serviceable the last couple of weeks, and now he finds himself out of the team completely. Yeah, but you know, if there is a if there is a sort of soft launch for Sam Walker, if you like, it's in a game like this against a team that you traditionally beat the shit out of, Mm. and if they're going to need like if they are to make the finals, that's going to like basically let's let's be real, their finals start this week, right? So they they can't lose another game. It's like one of those fifth place playoffs, legitimately from, from way back. Yeah. When. So basically, if they if they're going to need him for that Souths game, which is going to be a de facto finals game for them unless they lose this week, if they're going to need him for that game, they've got to have they've got to have him some sort of first grade minutes on the belt. He's been playing cup for the last month or so, so mm. he's obviously fit. He's obviously fit. He's obviously ready to go. And you know, I trust Trent Robinson to make the right calls on this stuff. Like he. he 
he's not rushed him back. He's been, well, I think it was, what, three games for the Bears, I think? Two or three? Yeah. It's a couple. So, yeah, I think that they've managed his return quite well, and I agree with you. I don't think that there's... I don't think had they lost any of their last three games that he'd be playing this week if the season was over, but it's not. And they've got to go... If your season's alive and you're playing to win in round 26, round 27, and then beyond, if they get that far, then you've got to have your best guys out there. And they, they believe that Sam Walker is their best guy. And as decent as Drew Hutch has been, I think that there's no argument there that Sam Walker has obviously got a much, much, much higher ceiling. Mm, fair enough, yeah. And with the Tigers, I was just going to say, uh, they might thrive in that spoiler kind of role this mm. week. They look like they enjoyed themselves last week. They, yeah. they had a bit of fun for the first time in a what looked like a, a fair while. So I think they might thrive on this kind of let's ruin a few seasons kind of villain role that mm. they have in the next couple of weeks or the next two weeks. So... I I think this could be a really fun game, and I, I you know I think it's been said a hundred thousand times before, but geez, I don't deserve Happy Coruscant. No, I mean <laughs> it's it's like I, I'd said this I said this the other day. Like it's it's just funny that I feel like they've all their signings have been pretty good. Like they haven't missed on any of those big signings this year. Like maybe they've not been as maybe Papley's not been as good as you thought he might have been, but he's still been good. Mm. And it's like they've won as many games as they did last year. <laughs> it's like how has that happened? Yeah. But I guess that's a testament to just how bad the coaching setup was and what they were doing. And yeah, hopefully with Benji in charge, things will start to change for them for the better and for their long-suffering fan base. But I am going to tip the Roosters in this one. Here's Taylor rolling the ball end on him. He's after it. He might have got it down. He thinks he did. Oh, cold train car. While I am complimentary of the West Tigers, I am co-training the Roosters this week. Uh, second to last home game that I need for the year. Mm. And I think this is uh, probably the most obvious one of the lot of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, sure. Why not? Um, what happened to you? You were leading for a while. And now you're like, you've, you've fallen away massively. I had four losses this year, mate. Um, one of them was, <laughs> one of them was uh, the Cowboys losing to the West Tigers at Leichhardt. That's not great. Uh, one of them was the Bulldogs losing to the Knights, sixty-six uh, nil. So you, you, that's a couple of four and against. So wax. that's a hundred, hundred plus four and against <laughs> gone absolute shit. Uh, Melbourne against Newcastle was a, was another, yeah. and I think Dragons against Bulldogs. So I've just, I've, it's kind of been like. This Why did you tip against your beloved Newcastle Knights when they were playing the Bulldogs? They were at the. Uh, I think that was the first win. It was the first win of the streak. But like, and I, and I, I just, I was so off them. Yep, you got to keep in mind. How um, how many games they've been losing that they shouldn't have been losing, but, and all that but stuff. also how low on, on them I was. Mm. Uh, I fully expected them to come last this year. Wow! And yeah, it's crazy because I think um, Harry came on in preseason and said sixteenth. So yeah, so uh, I, I I thought it was just going to be a, a a fight to the death between the Knights mm. and the Tigers for the spoon, and I was half right. But um, yeah, I, I, the, the Knights have uh, have hurt me um, and kind of but you healed me at the but same you time. Them. Yeah, you forgive them, obviously. Uh, but I, I'm shooting for top ten, Coltrane, mate, and I think I should do that. Hopefully, right. proud of you. Thank proud you. Of First you. year doing it too. Congratulations. Thanks, mate. And last game on Saturday night, the Raiders hosting the Broncos. Bit of a weird one here because, I mean, the Raiders are kind of sort of going to be locked into like that fifth, sixth, seventh area. Like it's going to be really tough for them to make top four with that forward against. They'd need to win out and have Melbourne lose a game. Or sorry, lose lose both games, I should say. So, um, And even then, they've got to contend with the Knights. And oh, well, make- that's true as well. And on, I mean, the only thing in their favour is that they play Cronulla next week. So, I mean, obviously, if they beat them, Cronulla don't win. So, they leapfrog them. But, yeah. So, uh, a lot on the line for them here. Like, if they are to keep their top four hopes alive, they've got to come into this game and 
and, and get a result against the Broncos, who they did beat earlier in the year. I believe it was first, Brisbane's first loss of the year, which was quite the upset at the time. But I think Brisbane has just gone from strength to strength recently in that time period. And on top of that, they are playing for a minor premiership. And that is why... Here's Taylor rolling the ball in on him. He's after it. He might have got it down. Oh, he thinks yeah. he did. Oh! Cold train cup. Yep, I'm all in on the Kevolution. Um, uh, two weeks to go. Needed, a, needed an away tip here. Give me those Brisbane Broncos. Um, I'm pretty confident. Although I think I cold trained them in the corresponding fixture as well when they lost. So, who the hell knows? I th- in fact, I think all my Coltrane losses this year are tipping against Canberra or tipping Canberra. So, <laughs> not good. Apologies South- in advance to Broncos fans. But S- South didn't want Adam Reynolds and you don't want a Broncos team with, with him as well. So That's not true. I, I, I want nothing but the best for Adam Reynolds and I miss him every day. And I hope they win this game. And I think that they will. Um, they he, just- he is a loss though. Yeah. He, he, brings that, he brings this game right back into it for me. Yeah. Him not him not featuring. Obviously, Jack Madden when he played against the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago was uh, pretty good, I think. But uh, he's no Adam Reynolds, and, and and Raiders have got something to prove. I think they've been really disappointing the last little while ever since uh, Nick Nick left for America. I think mm. um, they've really tortured him over there. So um, I think uh, this would be a really good game. I still think Brisbane will win, um, but. Raiders have they've got to they've got to kind of put their stake in the ground. I think they've got to, they've got to show something leading in the finals because at the moment they're they're heading straight out the door. But it's tough for me to watch this team that every time they play someone good they get flogged. Every time they play someone bad they beat them by two points. It's tough for me to expect them to come into this game even without Adam Reynolds and expect them to to show us what they're made of. And we know that Canberra had these performances in them. I, th- I mean, that Melbourne game was a disaster, but we've, we know in the past they've gone down there and got wins. We know that in the past they've been able to show up against the best teams and, and prove their mettle. But it's just so difficult for me to see that, that happening this week with everything that's just been going on with them in the last few weeks. Like, I've not watched a Canberra game and been confident about them performance-wise. For pro- yeah, probably the since Campo left. <laughs> yeah, well, the whole... Well, mate, that's the thing. I think some... Uh, we, I questioned it last week and I think... Uh, someone in the Discord was kind enough to provide us with the stats, but I, I, no team has, no team in like last decade has not had a thirteen plus win. That's crazy. And they 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 have not. And unless they flog the Sharks or flog the Broncos, they're not going to have one this year, which is crazy. It'd be very funny so if they're not going to have one this plus. Year. <laughs> It'd be very funny if it was in the finals. Oh, that'd be incredible. Well, uh, someone against, not against my beloved so. Knights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just me. Like I understand they've got really talented players. They always live for that crowd down there, and I think that especially in the forwards, they match up with Brisbane reasonably well. They're, they're relatively full strength in that regard, but I just it's just so difficult to look at their body of work this year and have any sort of confidence that they can go up against this Broncos team with the way this Broncos team has been playing in the last two months where they're just, just belting everyone off the park. They blew the Cowboys off the park. They blew South off the park. They're just killing everyone that they play, scoring sick tries. Every- I know Adam Reynolds isn't there, but they've had some decent wins this year without Adam Reynolds too, so... Yeah, I don't know, mate. I, I think it'll be a good game. Canberra, I mean, they've been blown out a couple of times, but it's it's rare that they get blown out, even when they lose. So, yeah, I, I could see this one being a classic one of these one of those wins that the Broncos sort of made their signature this year, where it's relatively close for sixty minutes, and then they they pull away with a couple of late tries and end up winning by like fourteen or something like that. 
there's a real conundrum I think coming up for Canberra, and it could be uh, this game particularly. Mm. Is what what do you do with Sebastian Chris? He's obviously been named. He's seemingly fit. Do you, do you put him in the centres? Does, does do you say bye bye to Jared Croker? God forbid, Campo. Uh, or or do you shift him back to fullback and and, and kind of make way with Kotrick? Well, like Rapana's been playing like a man possessed the last couple. Rapana's got to stay at fullback. He has to. He's been their best player. Yep. Um, he's been the one of very few highlights for that club over the last few weeks. Um, and I can't see any reason why you would drop uh, anyone. Could you put Bar Could Croker. you put Chris on the well, Hop, Bernie Hops has had a couple of bad games in a row. Is there a world where they could put Chris on the wing? Who's Bernie Hops? Oh, sorry, Bernie Bertie Hops. Okay, I said Bertie Hops. Oh, I thought you said Bernie. Um, well, Nick Kotrick's other wing who's been in and out all year. Yeah, so. but he probably had his best game last week. Yeah, but it's not hard. Oh, stop it. Come on. We're trying, been to, find, awful. We're trying to be positive here. He has, <laughs> but we're trying to be positive here. But yeah, I think perhaps this week, Croker getting the big farewell down there, I think maybe there's a world where he just is not in the team next week and is not in the team for their finals game. Yeah. Seems more likely than anything else. But although in saying that, Ricky is more of an emotionally driven coach than any other coach in the league by some distance too. Yeah, He I, is a hopeless romantic. And if Croker, if they get through this game, Croker plays okay and they win then I can't see him making changes going into the finals. Is that what is that what's wrong with Canberra though? He's too emotionally invested yes, of course in, in that's Jared Croker. Of course that's what's uh, wrong. But <laughs> like, it's still like, it's still reality. You take take it back to when he uh got rested the week before he's three hundred because he wanted a home game. Um well if this is his last uh Raiders uh home game uh, then forget everything I ever said about Sebastian Chris coming in for him because yep. it's just not going to happen is it no of course not um, and also but let's not forget what happened the last time I had an emotionally driven game for Jared Croker in Canberra against a good team they got absolutely pumped yeah I yeah um, as I as I cold trained them I would tip in Brisbane with some confidence I, be, I assume you're tipping Broncos uh, yes alright and then Super Sunday starting with the a not so super game <laughs> yeah I mean, this is uh, not one with a lot on the line, it's fair to say. The Dogs hosting Manly at Homebush. I I could not... I mean, we it's it's actually been... You know, it's, I think it's taken to around 26 for us to have a game that has absolutely no stakes that I do not give a shit about that has nothing on the line for anyone. There's going to be 18 people there. Uh, Dogs fans still go to games. There'll be a few Dogs fans there, but yeah... Um, Manly uh, fans don't travel. They do not travel. So that is famously I'm sticking true, with our team crowd. Yeah, I mean the dogs are the dogs are miles and miles clear of the wooden spoon. Somehow they can't. They mathematically cannot get it now. Even if the West Tigers win all their remaining games. So, yeah, they're sweet. Manly can't do anything either. So what? What do you even? What? What are you hoping to see from this game? Uh, full time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I, I yeah I I think it's uh, a chance for both these teams to kind of end their season on a high. I suppose kind of show that there's. Uh, you know, something to look forward to in 2024. That's the only kind of positive you can take out of it. Um, Bulldogs have got a lot of cattle back, like Kakao and Thompson and blokes like that, but they've shown very little, I think. So Luke, la- Thompson, last, Luke Thompson last has been... for Jacob Rillo. Oh, what a shame. What, what a shame. What a, what what a, shame. a good Canterbury boy. Mate, that is a shame. Their fans are rightfully filthy that they're losing him. Um, yeah, and it, I think, yeah, like it's the last game for him, but this is a chance for a few guys to show what they've got for, for next season to be on. I think Liam Knight starting in this game is a guy they only got a couple of weeks ago but he's been fine for them I think <laughs> been okay but then you know there's guys there's guys in this back line because there's obviously Stephen Crichton coming in someone's going to be someone's going to be getting the flick like and 
whether it's whether it's whoever well, is living. Well, no, I know that, but whether that means that that like they sort of shuffle other guys around, I don't know. They've got Carl Olapau to come back in too, so yeah. There's there's guys that are auditioning for their spots next year, and I guess that's really the only thing that matters for them in this game. Definitely, and I think uh, highlighting last couple of weeks of the Bulldogs, Toby Sexton. I think that was a really astute purchase. Yep. Uh, for the Bulldogs. Um, it was really smart of a team that needed a halfback to sign one in the middle of the season when one was available. Yeah, well, you don't really get that astuteness from all the clubs all the time, do you, mate? So, yeah. um, And I thought he had an all right game against Canberra last week. Uh, he's been okay. He's been, like, he was really good on debut against the like, South New Wales Cup team, and he's been okay since then. <laughs> like, let's be real. But yeah, I think they're You hate anyone that's been associated in the halves of the Gold Coast Titans. You hate Tanner Boyd as well. I don't hate Tanner Boyd. You've, you've, you've said nothing kind about him all year he re-signed today as well how does, how does that make you feel I'm happy for him no I'm you're not you hate him I'm happy that he's got his NRL career taken care of for the next couple of years what would you like me to say about Tanner Boyd he's got a cool name is that alright is, that, right? is, that, is that a compliment I wish my name was Tanner it's a good name yeah. but um, yeah I think their fans are starting to get a bit shot of Burton as well and I don't think that his game in the halves has really kicked on in the way that they would have hoped this year I think that he's like you know everyone talks about his bombs and all that stuff but the rest of the game just hasn't been there has it? Hey, if your forwards aren't rolling, what can you do? That's true. He's not Andrew Johns. I guess, but like... Like, you know. they've, Kikau has come back and done very little. He had, he had uh, glimpses against the Dolphins maybe a month ago. Uh, beyond that, you know, like, that forward pack is very uninspiring. Oh, pa- Pangai's last home game as well, of course. Very. Wow. Until next year a when he gives up, to two when he gets Canterbury's knocked out in his second sons, fight. Jake yeah. Avrilla, local junior, and Tavita Pangai, the guy who played, like, one good game and then played Origin. Mate... Their bench will be lucky to be at the Bulldogs next year. Yep. Kyle Flanagan, Luke Thompson, Curtis Moran. I'm not sure what his contract situation is. And, and to he's, be de- he's decent, Curtis Moran. But yeah, Manly. Is he um, related to Brad Moran? I hope he is. He is. He's his nephew. Outstanding. Yep. Shout um, out to Brad Moran. There's yep. a guy. Yeah, absolute, absolute guy. Um, Manly, yeah, look. They've not been terrible, I will say. I Again, don't think they've been as bad as what people have suggested, no, I agree. including on this podcast. Um, hey, what have I bagged Manly? Oh, oh, numerous examples anyway um, I don't know why I'm defending Manly I can't stand them yeah, but good uh, I, Tong debut great name that's what I was going to uh, lean into I, I think Manly fans are very excited about him finally yep. getting a crack and um, I think that's something for them to look forward to I think um, you know they've been they've been crueled by injuries this year as well how I think, was Ruben Garrick on the extended bench by the way didn't he like break his spine fractured his back yeah yeah, um, it's, Ruben, it's round twenty six. Yeah, give it up, mate. Anything. Just, just go to Bali. Seriously, get there before the boys settle Honestly, in. Just fucking sit on a deck chair and be handsome. Yeah, uh, if he plays, that's that's remarkable. And but it's also insane. I have the feeling that uh, he, he, I think he'll play next week. I think uh, it's not as I think they can't do much about it. It's just it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but I, this has very much vibes of everyone else is injured. We have to name him to to reach the quota. Yeah, fair enough. I will say though that sometimes these games are really good because there's no stakes and you get a lot more freedom. So there might be some good footy in this one. I hope so. I'm going to tip uh, the Bulldogs. Why not? Who uh, Manly just sure. just to just to oppose you. But hey, maybe there'll be maybe there'll be some culture and cup implications. Who knows? And last game of the round, Newcastle hosting Cronulla. Uh, old boys day, baby. Old boys day. So that was a bit of a like a that wasn't the aura that we thought it was for a little while there. They, they did lose on a few old boys days, but that is back now as a thing. Yeah, and it's... They it's, won last year, right? 
I'd have to look it up to be honest, mate. That's fine. <laughs> but a huge game with um, very remote top four implications, but massive home final implications. Massive, mate. Teams. This is obviously game of the round. There's no doubt about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, Channel 9 would be stoked. They finally got a good game for the first time in the last couple of weeks. Mm. They missed out on Knights Rabbitohs last week. Raiders Storm was another. Um, but this game is, is going to be massive. It's going to be sold out again. There'll be 30,000 people there. Uh, Newcastle, you know, I... I I still not completely convinced. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about their their fortunes. I, if they lose this, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't get it done against the Dragons. Uh, I, I just I'm I'm probably been hurt too many times before to uh, be completely sold. Um, in saying that, they're currently on their what third longest ever winning streak and 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 looking good as well. But hang on, like, couldn't you only miss the finals if Penrith beat the cow? Uh, if Penrith lose to the Cowboys anyway. Like even if you lose both your games, uh, you have to lose both the games. But that's it's still very much on the table, mate. It's okay. it's the Newcastle Knights, mate. Come on, but like you're going to lose out, and the Cowboys are going to beat Penrith in Penrith next week, are they? Is that what you're suggesting? I don't know, man. I'm not Nostradamus. Exactly. I'm just I'm just a uh, a burnt Knights fan of of it seems years extremely gone. He's gone by that you will not be playing finals football. But if you want to have one of those games, be up there at Hunter Stadium in front of that ferocious home crowd. You got to get you got to take care of business here. It'll be real. Like I cannot say enough good things about their play last week. I thought they were absolutely outstanding. I thought that they just, they just were, they were redlining from minute one against South. They were their effort levels were just unbelievably good. They, the Kalen Ponga was absolutely brilliant, but everybody else behind him just fired up for that day. And I guess the only thing you can say is when a team is sort of lifting and lifting and lifting every week that the Knights have been doing, you do... They've got to wait. You, you're waiting for that low. You are. You're and, waiting for that low and the bubble's got to burst at some point. But you're kind of hoping you can get through this week and then you can maybe have a low next week when the business is already taken care of and then you're back for the finals and you're, and you're ready to rock. But yeah, on what I saw from Newcastle last week, there's no reason to suspect they can't win this game because they just worked so much harder than South did. And I think that Cronulla are a very different beast to South in that regard. They've got a lot more guys. They're sort of a lot more effort-driven, especially in their back line. They've, they've got a team full of guys. They've got a team full of goers, much like Newcastle do. And I think that that's going to be where this game is won and lost, is in that back seven. I think there's just so much talent across the board in, in both of those back lines. And it'll be really exciting to see some of those matchups take shape. Yeah, I don't think it's any coincidence that this winning streak has coincided with uh, the Safedis finally doing something this year. Mm. Um, they've been... Uh, I thought they had a pretty ordinary start to the year, but those two along with Adam Elliott have been incredible, I think, in the last month or so. Um, Adam, Adam Elliott showed... Uh, or was showing, sorry, um, what what he's joined the club to do. Um, ever since Millie signed with the Roosters, really. He's, <laughs> he's, he's taken off, I reckon. He's had a bit more time to himself to focus on footy and, mm. and, he, and, he, and he's firing on all cylinders. And I really appreciate what he's done for the team in the last couple of weeks. In saying that, Cronulla... Uh, ever since they've been, uh, sorry, ever since they've been South Sydney, uh, which you know isn't hard, it turns out. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, they've been really good as well, and uh, and that comes off the back of you know I I think anyway, Braden Trindle and, and Nico Hines finally sorting out their it took, combination. It took a little bit for Tricky to settle into that team, but since he's been there instead of Moreland, they've just been much much better on both sides of the ball. And uh, I might get crucified for saying this, but uh, I think we're seeing. Uh, I don't know if you call it a renaissance. What am I trying to say? Renaissance? Renaissance. Yeah, that one. Um, How were you a journalist for like 10 years? (laughs) Communications degree. Incredible. Um, Can't say TH words or that word. Uh, But Wade Graham. 
I think he's been okay the last couple of weeks. <laughs> he actually has been all right. Um, Scoring tries. He's fun. retiring, obviously, at season's end, but he's 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 making sure that... This uh, sometimes happens with guys, though, right? Where, like, they're bad, and then they announce their <laughs> retirement. And they're good. And then they, like, they get some sort of, like, extra little energy boost for the, the, the sort of, like, the, the swan song of their career. Like, Ray Lewis did for the Ravens, like, a decade ago. So, like... Um, yeah, he's been fine and they've been really good. I'm, I, I'm really excited for this game. I'm going to narrowly tip the Knights in this one because of the home crown advantage, but I think we could be in for like a 28-26 affair or something like that. I think this is going to be a really good game. I think it'll be high scoring. I think it'll be close. Uh, and I'm going to back my boys because I would not forgive myself if I went on a yeah, podcast and, and, and said the Sharks uh, and the Knights won. So yeah. um, I'm just doing it the safe face. Yeah, absolutely. Totally fine. All right. We've got a big weekend at NRLW as well. Although not so much with that first game, a spoon bowl spoon between bowl. the Eels. and the, Well, you say spoon bowl, right? But if the Cowboys win... They can finish the weekend. In, they can finish the weekend in the in fourth. <laughs> like I actually, I don't know if they can. I haven't. No, I don't think they can because of the other games that take place. But they can. They 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 they're one win outside the eight right now. <laughs> like they're not <laughs> out of the four. Yeah. yeah. Well, sorry. Yes. Um. They're not as like the. I don't mean they're as bad as I know what you're trying to say. They're not as bad as what they're showing at Correct. the moment. Uh, sorry, as the latter suggests. Um. Yep. And I just think they get the job done. I think I I I can honestly see Bills going through the season not winning a game. The three best players have missed most games. Uh, have they Pearson. had a single game with all three? No. Pierce no. and Albert and, and uh, Jerry. They wouldn't have. Not a whole game. Well, no, if, although that, New Ca- although that Newcastle back, game, right? they could have all been there. But then Kennedy lasted 20 minutes after that spear tackle. So, mm. um, yeah. When when you when your salary cap and your team revolve around those three players and they've barely uh, strung a game together, um, you know, I can't see how they win a game this year. Although they... they um, went pretty close uh, against Canberra last week. Yeah. Um, but I think that's more of Canberra playing to the level of their opponents more so than... It's in Raiders' DNA, mate. Men's yeah. or women's. But Must yeah, be that third spot in the ladder because the Warriors in the NRL are doing the exact same <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just think the Cowboys win in a canter, to be yep. honest. Uh, Titans, can they bounce back this week and get it done against a Dragons team who, I mean, scored after the bell to, to beat the Tigers? Yeah, I think... The Dragons uh, have, of over eight, they have surprised me this year. They were um, victims almost in uh, the big expansion of the NRLW. Um, they lost a lot of players um, to to uh, all the other clubs and, and not many stuck around. So um, in saying that, one of them that did, Tegan Berry, she's been outstanding. She's been awesome. Um, she's finally got a crack at, at fullback, uh, which is she's uh, longed for. Uh, quite a while now though she's probably only 23 22 um but she she has um, been outstanding for the dragons in saying that with the titans uh a big loss last week to the roosters but that's going to happen it's it is the roosters they are a stack side uh i think they'll be too good for the dragons i think uh they've still got a, a, a good squad and i think um you know they're probably exceeding my expectations this year, but mm. uh, I can I can also see them doing a job here. The thing with the Dragons is right. If you take out the two games where they played, who we both agree are the two best teams by a mile in the Roosters and the Knights, where they were pumped in both of those, they've been good in every other game. Like they they could well have beaten Canberra. They did beat they did beat um and then they did beat the Tigers and they did they did win against the Eels as well. So they've had enough good performances against everyone except those top two teams. Yeah, for the minor premiers in waiting and the defending premiers. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think this game, again, will be pretty close. I think the Titans did overachieve a little bit in the first few weeks of the season. 
And I'm going to tip the Dragons. Ooh. Yeah. Controversial. Um, the team of the pod, the NRLW West Tigers, playing the Roosters. Not no, It's not, not a fun assignment for anyone, but, you know, they're coming off that, I mean, brutally heartbreaking loss last week against the Dragons. And... Actually, two weeks in a row because they, they conceded that late try against the Cowboys as well. So this is this is a team that is sitting there with with four competition points. They could easily have eight, and easily we could be sitting here saying this is this is first v second this a week. Very important game. Uh, I think the West Tigers are exactly where I thought they were going to be mm. at the moment. Uh, had an okay squad, obviously. Bo, Betty Welsh, uh, Tokatuki, Kezi Apps, uh, but beyond that, uh, you know, not too many household names, I suppose. Um, I, I think they've exceeded expectations mm. um, and I think they're starting to get found out a little bit um, mm. and I, I can, I can I mean, see them being competitive. Three, their three for losses were all by one score and in two of those games they were winning with a minute left. Yeah, but mate, you gotta you got to win them. you got to play 70 mate. minutes, not 68 and a half. Exactly. It's a top four as well. Every, every win is crucial in the really nine-round season. It, 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 yeah, it, I, I absolutely love that it's top four, by the way, because it does mean that every game, every game is so important. Yeah. And... But with the way they've been going, like I think that in large patches they've shown enough quality, and I think that they're one of the few teams. If Kezi and if Togatuki have big games, can not match it with the Roosters, but can at least kind of hold their own against the Roosters forwards, which is very, very, very difficult to do. Definitely, definitely. In saying that, uh, you talk about you know the big names. One player that's really impressed me for the Tigers this year is Ebony Pryor. Um, she's been unbelievable at a hooker. Um, and I think she could do some real damage around uh, the, those bigger Roosters forwards this week. You buy a Hill Moaners and, and, and players like that. Um, so I, I don't think this will be a smash up. I think um, a testament to the Tigers. I think they'll keep it close uh, as they have done in the last couple of weeks. But I just think the Roosters will be uh, far too good for them in the end. Yeah, I'll tip the Roosters as well. But I think it'll be reasonably close. Reasonably close. Uh, Broncos playing the Raiders in a, in a, su- a suddenly pretty... Pretty big game for Brisbane. They can't afford too many losses in this slow. Too many more losses after this slow start. No, they can't really. Um, and and the Raiders are just just keep getting it done, don't they? So um, the Broncos, you know, last week against the Knights, they were up with not that long to go, and they just they just couldn't capitalize. And um, I I think this is almost a, a game of two teams that that can't or sorry, don't know how to close a game out properly. They just kind of wait for full time. So I am definitely intrigued to see who pulls the trigger. Mm. Um, the Broncos, I thought were going to be a lot better this year. Some of the names they got in their team. Um, I'm probably not as high on Gail Broughton as, as you are, mm. um, but you know, Destiny Brill and, and players like that, I don't think they've been as, as good as what they're capable of this year. Um, they could be a team, by the way, that I think if they scrape into fourth, could make some make some big oh, moves they could in the final. Easily win it, but they, yeah. they they need to start making some moves now. And it's um, not an easy game. Canberra been really good this year so far. I don't know why they just don't pass the ball to Hufanga. Every, yep, every I, time. I agree. It's I mean, the one game they did that, she scored seventeen tries. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I I I don't know what to make of this game to be honest. They're, they're both really solid teams. Yeah. I'm just going through their team list now. Like, this be, I think this is this will be an awesome game. I'm going to take the Broncos. Very very tight game. I think Raiders are due a loss. Envo, uh, the Raiders are my tip to win it this year. Um, they were before a ball was kicked. I want that on the record. Okay. Um, I, I think Broncos, they they need the win. And I think the, the desperation stakes of it all um, will be really important. And in saying that, it is in Brisbane as well. So, mm. um, yeah, I think that the home ground advantage for Brisbane might just get them across the line in a very tight one. Yep. And then finishing off, Knights, Sharks. So, that's it's always nice when you get the... 
double header with the same teams at the ground. I wonder if it's old girls day there as well. <laughs> Did you, do you have enough old girls yet? It's probably like it's six of them. Boil <laughs> <up for> it. <laughs> yeah, she's she's the twofold for uh, for Adam and 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 for the old girls day. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Do you reckon they'd like that? being called old girls I mean it's, this, it's literally the exact same thing as old yeah but boys. the connotations man. Old, yeah, old girl is what you call your mum sure okay but anyway alright <laughs> uh, Newcastle they're awesome they're, they're in my eyes still along with the Roosters the team to beat but Cronulla have been a funny team this year I think that they, they had that brilliant win to start the season when we didn't really know what the Raiders were yet and then they had a couple of really lean weeks sort of back to back they lost that Titans game that they probably shouldn't have lost they had a, they laid nagging against the Tigers and then they got they got the doors blown off them by by the Roosters but they were bloody brilliant last week they were fantastic against the Cowboys and that's got their season sort of back on track now and but in you know they're still two and three and you can't really afford to lose what more than four games real I think five and four is probably what you need the pinch point in. yep so they can't afford many more losses given the talent they have mate. Yeah, they need a turn. Hopefully, this is a, a turning of the corner for them. Um, mate, you don't uh, hope that against your beloved Knights. Yeah, but th- look at the talent there, mate. And and uh, to be fair, a lot of them have played together previously. Mm. So uh, whether that be um, in the New South Wales Premiership or at the Dragons, yeah, because Dragons, I was gonna say, yeah. like they are, there are a lot of ex Dragons in this team, um, and, and and a reasonably successful Dragons team as well. Yeah. So you know when you got. Um, you know, old heads like Holly Wheeler, and she'll probably hate me for saying that. Old head, oh Holly, and 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 the likes of Emma Tonegato and T- Tiana Penatani, um, mate. You, you got to pull together more than what you're given, and 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 whilst they showed glimpses of it uh, in that Cowboys smash up, I think this is going to be the real litmus test of them. If they can't get this done, I can't I can't see them making finals. To be yep, honest, totally agree. In saying I, that, um, I, I, I think the Knights. <laughs> I think the Knights will probably get them. Yeah, I mean, the Knights are finally kind of getting the best out of Jesse Southwell, um, and, and and they're starting to get the best out of Tamika Upton, who I thought had a very slow season to her standards. Um, sorry, very slow start to her season, uh, given her standards. Um, I think she's starting to fire well and truly now, and I think you'll find the Knights are, are going to be like jousting it out with the Roosters for that uh, minor premiership. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Semi Rundrundra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Rundrundra. Okay, some news before we get out of here. I know a lot of people have been waiting all week to hear us talk about this particular issue. But um, what's going on at South Sydney? Jack, you're you're well versed of being associated with a clubbing crisis. Why don't you why don't you take us through how Souths might be feeling after this media shitstorm in the last couple of days? I think they'd be uh, feeling blessed they've got the buy this yeah. week for more reasons than one because they're not getting two points from winning games at the moment. Mm. Um, but given the turmoil, given the the, the Sam Burgess exit, given the the connotations around the the player revolt around Latrell Mitchell, um, I think they'll be relieved that they can go away for a couple of days, get their heads straight, and come back afresh next week. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. It feels like it's come out of nowhere, mm. um, but it also could explain why they've been so poor poor yeah. of late as well. I don't. I think the truth kind of you. you 
you know, you hear all the rumors in all the kind of yes. what's been written in the in the paper. Um, I, I assume the truth somewhere in the middle. It always is, right? But I do think that just as an outsider, I and mean, I'm not saying this is anyone who's who's t- spoken to people at the club or anything like that. I'm just saying this is someone who's just watched this team play in the last few weeks and sort of seen, you know, you're connecting some dots, right? Like it's clear that it's clear to me anyway that. With this, I mean, Blake Solly confirmed at that press conference yesterday that Jason Dimitri would be sticking around for another three seasons or to the end of 2016. It just hadn't been announced yet. So it's clear that at some point, Sam Burgess has found that out and got the hump about it because he wants to be the South's coach. That's my perception as an outsider. At what point would have him going to Warrington and, and Dimitri getting the extension aligned, I wonder? Yeah, me too. It but all seemed to happen very quickly, the Burgess to Warrington stuff. It, it, it does. And so, like, I'm sure people have read, like, not just that Andrew Webster column, but also, like, some of the text messages have been flying around group chats and stuff this week, which we're obviously not going to repeat on. But again, there's obviously some stuff in those in those blocks of text that are complete fairy tales, but there's obviously stuff in those things that are real as well. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the team has been playing so badly for this long because this is not a team that should be where they are on the ladder. I know a lot of... We say that about a lot of teams. Oh, this team's too talented. This team's, this team is too talented to be where they are. They have too many good players and they have too many good players who've just not been performing for a variety of reasons. Like, you look at guys like Cameron and Campbell and Cody to another extent, although I, I don't think Cody's been that bad in the last couple of weeks, but you look at those guys now compared to where they were in the first half of the season when they were respect, respectively the best player at their position in the comp. The best the best, the best, best right-edge back rower, the best center and the best 5'8". And none of those guys are playing like that right now. And then you factor in how good and how involved Luttrell was. Basically, uh, pretty much from that moment, um, if you remember, in that Storm game where he got booed a little bit for not getting involved enough. Basically, from that moment, that kind of culminated with them taking off and having that really good early season run where they beat Penrith, they beat Brisbane, they beat Melbourne in the in the return fix a few, few weeks later. And then they got to the top of the ladder after that Tigers game in, in the 10th or 11th round. But... Yeah, it, it it seems to me that there's stuff going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to that is really dragging this club down because there's no reason that in terms of performances, this team should be eighth and potentially not making the finals. It, it's flabbergasting to think that they are where they are right now, but they, they're there because they deserve to be. They're not there because of, you know, they've ha- obviously had injuries and they've had guys miss games because of origin and they've had... They've, 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 you know, they might have copped some rough calls in games, but all that stuff is secondary to the product they've been putting out week to week. It doesn't matter if a ref's made a bad call. It doesn't matter if some players missed this game or some players missed that game. If the guys that are playing are A, not putting in, or B, not executing, and their completion rates in some of these games recently, mate, has just been absolutely horrific. It was 44% at halftime on Sunday, as good as the Knights were. Seas could have been in that game if they held on to the bloody ball. And I think that whilst I didn't, probably believe everything that Jason Demetrius said at that press conference. He also can't go out there and tell the truth about some of this stuff, obviously. Mm. And we're not naive enough to expect that if the truth is that, you know, someone at the club has been trying to undermine him or all that, any of that stuff, if that's true, he can't come out and say that, mm. even if it is true. So I think that whilst I didn't necessarily believe all the things that he said, I do think that he said mostly all the right things, if yeah. you get me. If I were to put my media manager hat on for a quick sec, I think... Souths couldn't have done much more than what they did to get on the front foot with it, to have Soli, to have Demetrio come out and and acknowledge it, talk to it and kind of just try and get it out of the way and move on. I think uh, that's the best case scenario for Rabbitohs this week. Just kind of put a fork in it, 
move on and, and focus on what is inevitably going to be a do or die um, It'd be really funny game. if it wasn't though. What, just South make it or Roosters? Well, we can, well, South can confirm their spot this weekend. If Roosters lose. If Roosters and Cowboys lose. and that's Which would be extremely funny. Extremely unlikely. Of course. But, you know, <laughs> like it would be really, really funny. I just, I, uh, yeah, I, South, it's, it, you know, the, the grand old club, it, it's, it's uncharacteristic for them to be in the headlines for these kind of reasons. Uh, like Andrew Webster said this week, you'd expect it from a pub team mm. or the West Tigers. That was deep. <laughs> The poor West Tigers fans can't yeah. stop coughing straight. Just kicking them while they're down. It but is true though. Like you don't expect stories like this to come out of a club like South. No, no. Um, but I think you know maybe because they are that you know that historic club. It, you know maybe there is a bit of that um, untouchableness to it. You know what I mean? Like you know that nothing bad will ever happen to us. And then when it does happen, it's like, ooh, hang on a second. What do we do now? And 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 perhaps you know maybe it is showing in the football at the moment. You d- you don't know. You you'll never know, mate. You could we could speculate it uh, all you want, and you know only you know forty people in that club yep. behind those closed doors know exactly what's going on. That's the players and that and that football staff. Yeah, no, I I totally. And it's just a shame that it's turned out like it's really like basically every time you've heard about Sam Burgess in the media since he left Souths, it's just been for one negative reason or another. Mm. So he's really done a remarkably good job of like damaging his own legacy at that club. Like this is a guy who after 2014, I would have been saying build a statue. Mm. You know, In saying that, John, the fact that, you know, as, as it suggests, John Morris was aligned with him and, and mm. maybe there is, you know, when there is a bit of, um, you know, truth to it, you know, like, you know, there's more people than just Sam coming out. So, I don't know. It's just, it's yep. not it's not worth speculating, I think. No. I think the best thing that South fans can do is is focus on next week and just hoping, hoping yep. they can get and the job done because, um, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just not worthwhile uh, festering, letting it fester. Well, Latrell posted on Instagram today that uh, sometimes we fight, sometimes we argue, but there ain't no negotiation on how much I love this club and my teammates. So as far as I'm concerned, the matter's put to bed. Where does Luke Combs sit in um, <laughs> his not. love for things? The, 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 the music on the post was Cody Johnson. Is that another country music guy? I don't know. You're, the mu- you're my music friend. Oh, well, sorry, if they don't Can't... play on Triple J, you don't know. <laughs> so, uh, Cam- Campo covers the country for me. Okay. I just, I just smile and wave when it comes to country. Yep, very fair. But yeah, okay. Everything's fine. So we're fine. Nothing to see here. Don't okay. worry about it. Yep. But speaking of John Morris, he has been confirmed as a member of Benji Marshall's coaching staff for 2024. Another uh, another ex-player for the West Tigers to to jump on. Uh, I don't mind this. Yeah, he's obviously got his coaching chops. He's a good he built, he built his built his way up through Cronulla and into that head coaching role. And um, obviously things went a bit uh, awry there. But um, you know, he's seemingly done a, a pretty handy job at uh, South Sydney. Um, so yeah, I think it's it, it kind of. Ticks a lot of boxes as far as uh, the Tigers go. Obviously, ex-player, but you know, a, a very serviceable coach as well. And and one that's only going to help Benji, I think, as he kind of I'm, I'm continues conf- his head coaching I'm journey. Though. Are they aware he wasn't there in 05? Well, you know, I felt that was a uh, like maybe they should have got Liam Fulton instead. Yeah, get him in. Yeah, incredible. Well, Chris Hoington's running blue okay, shirt. Yeah, so Robbie Farrell probably be footy day, manager. Yeah. Like, where does Daniel Fitzhenry and Bengalia get Scando down to training? Well, no, Scando's there, mate. He's in yeah, their corporate of team. Of course, he is. Yeah. <laughs> of course he is. Where's Paul Fatawira? Uh, God knows. 
God knows. Where's my where's my dog Daniel Fitzhenry? Where's he? He's probably coaching like Western Suburbs SG Ball or something. Probably, like, he, he surely they got surely they've got like a winger each from 05 But um, like Pat Richards doing Balmain Western Suburbs Fitzhenry Gilly is doing Harold Matts. Like yeah. surely they've just got them all. You know, jobs for the boys, all that kind of stuff going for what, sure. What a club. Why not? Yeah, why, why not lean on that one success for for the next twenty years beyond the twenty? It's already been forever. Yeah, if anyone knows what Daniel Fitzhenry is doing now, please reach out. Oh, call in right now. We're live. Oh, are we live? Oh. Do you know how podcast? <laughs> no, it's my first one. Oh, really? Ever? No. Oh. The Dragons had one back, uh, you know, early on in my tenure there, and it yeah. lasted eight episodes. What, what what happened? Why did why did it fall apart? Resources. Oh, what? A, two guys sitting in a room. I walked out over pay. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it was just we we wanted a next player on every week, and, and it just got a bit too tedious. And uh, there is a an episode uh, uh, with Mark Riddell that never never got there. It was probably my favourite one, um, and I hope it comes up one day because it just was leak uh, it, mate. very good. Yeah, leak it. Just got to find the audio for the pig. What a player! And uh, Justin Holbrook is going to coach Papua New Guinea. I like that. Um, these you know serviceable NRL coaches are, are, are giving back to the you know. Not the minnows, but you know the the second tier nations. Shane Flanagan was at Papua New Guinea before this, and uh, I think you know it's in a it's, it's a good get for for the Kumuls. Um, I think uh, so long as we've got good coaches coaching the international teams, it's gonna it's gonna go well. So and you know with with those tests confirmed to happen at the end of the year, I think it's a, a timely announcement that they can kind of focus in on that and and, and get their get their uh their squad aligned and, and, and firing for, for you know a pretty important uh tournament I think for the international game. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um does this mean Tino Fasumawali is gonna defect and join Papua New Guinea? Is he a Kumul? Uh, no the, trade? the joke is that he was gonna go wherever Holbrook went. Oh okay. Yeah, Love straight, up, straight over my head. <laughs> Before we get out of here, quick thank you to the people in the top two tiers on our Patreon subscription service. If you'd like to support us, patreon.com forward slash Rookies, you get a third show every single week, access to our Discord server, merchandise discounts, entry into Gexia's Coltrane Cup, and plenty more. Uh, Jack Brady will fill up your car with uh, petrol from Ampol for free. No, I won't. I don't even get it, the whole tank for free. Why Just would I give it to others? I don't have to follow through on my promises to these people. <laughs> I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You don't know these people anything. Actually, you're right. Yeah, no. Yeah. So is it, is yeah, it, free petrol for everyone. Yes, for there sure. we go. All right, and thank you to Chris Avnell, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Where's Wayno, Two Black Eyes, Can't Be Told, Alex Sergicomi, Bruce the Pom, Butsy, Call Me, King of the Mountain, Chewbacca Snuffleupagus, Dan Cullinane, David, Doc Hogg, and Anonymous Backer, Ed Burton, Frankie, Horsburgh Scoresborough, it's Russell Crover, Jace Felix Farnworth, Jason, Joe, Joel Wrigley, John, Josh Brandon, Kicks Outs Out of the Comp, Lachlan Hancock, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Charles Spidmore, Mads, Taylor's version, Matthew Duggan, Michael, Wake Me Up When the Taylor Swift Questions End, Murray, Mr. Beefy, Morgan Watkins, my name is Matt Bungard and I love Taylor Swift, my name is Matt Bungard and I love the Canterbury Rankstown Bulldogs, my name is Matt Bungard and my name is Matt Bungard and my name is Matt Bungard and it just trails off, my ding ding dong is hard and I am sad, Never Trendy, Pat McManus, Pete Fulcher, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, see you in Vegas, Shunter, Ty, the Black Vegetable, Thor, Tom Hardy, Watch Me Widdop, Watch Me Nene, Was, and Westlife's Podcast, who's been in the news himself this week. So thank you to everyone who supports us, everyone in the lower tiers, and everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. Watch Me Widdop, Watch Me Nene, did I spell it like Nene McDonald? Uh, yes. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Mad, mad, mad respect for that Good one. Good work, TB. We're proud of you. All right. Jack, uh, anything to promote? No. 
Any, what's the two for six at the servo this week? <laughs> I'd have to check, mate. Okay. I'd have to check. If it's, I, a v, um, if it's a V week, I'm not coming in, but if it's a Red Bull week, I'll see you there. Mate, so long as it's a, it's a Strawberry Oak week, I'll be there. Strawberry Oak, all right, yeah. Fair enough. Shout out Kalaponga. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I've got that. I hate when you have to explain jokes to me, but I got that one. Thank uh, you. I'm really glad you got that one. I'd be really worried if you didn't. <laughs> all right. Say goodbye, Jack. Goodbye, Jack. And it's goodbye from me.